Okay. Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unfiltered, unselfish, unapologetic, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, we're back. That's right. Link and Jay are back. It's that <laughs> time again for a wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Leonard, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Link, my partner in crime. And uh, yeah, this week we are back together again and come out. Well, we got something new for you again that came out on Netflix a week and a half ago, pairing up the streaming world, as they say. Uh, we also had some other uh-huh. into, but in the meantime, Link, my man, why don't you tell the folks what we're talking about? We're talking about Jay Static on his microphone. Um, oh, no. It's cutting off and on. And I was watching a show the other day that was podcasters on YouTube that are more advanced than us and they were going through the same shit. So I was like, well, when it happens to me, I can't complain. But yeah, we were going to start with uh, something that I was analyzing the other day. We're going to do Extraction 2, of course, which is a uh, a movie that uh, I don't remember part one that much. But uh, you're going to go into details of part one and give us a brief recap. But I was studying... The importance of telling your boss, you know, of course, when you're hired by somebody or you're working in a place, you can never tell uh, your employers no, right? Is what it says. That's what they say. And by the way, can you hear me better now? I can hear you perfect now. Thank God. Okay. I just moved locations, but go ahead. Okay. So uh, I was thinking about it and all the things that I'm going to be talking about, may they rest in peace because I'm going to start with the great Kobe Bryant. You know, the guy in this helicopter, I think based on the account, the company and whatnot, they were too scared to tell this man this morning that they were having a little bit of trouble with visibility. That might have cost them their life. Well, poor visibility cost them their life, but not being able to tell a wealthy person might have had some influence with it. It may well be because, you know, people who... Six, you know, six figures, yeah. like you and I. Uh, and I'm not saying you think like this or I think like this, but there are a lot of people who don't make nearly as much money, and they look at people that way and are intimidated. Yeah, and that very well could have been the case. And just last week, you know, they I say can... they say there's a saying that you never buy something from somebody who's running out of breath. Right. And some some texts have texts have come out from the man who runs Ocean Gate. May he rest in peace, or who was running Ocean Gate, in which he was trying to get this father and son in California, this businessman, or or maybe Las Vegas. He was trying to get him to come in and and take part in the uh, the expedition to the Titanic to see the ruins of the Titanic, and he was giving him fifty thousand dollars off. Wow. Yeah, I saw the uh, text this this week when the man released it and he was saying how lucky he is. No kid. And there's some people out there right now, they're all full of shit. You know, everybody and their mother right now is like, yeah, I was supposed to be on that that dive. I I was supposed to be. But, you know, this guy actually had texts from the man letting him know that, you know, that he has uh, two openings and he had a discount of 50 grands. Well, thank goodness that guy didn't take it. Yeah, because his son was saying how, you know, his son, (laughs) the son of this guy was having a a hell of an imagination. 
But he said, what if a whale hits our our submersible and what if a giant squid gets a hold of him? <laughs> this kid was watching. I don't know if he was watching. Uh, watching 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> oh, man, I love that movie. Ah, what a great movie. Um, yeah, but but uh, the kid was going through all kinds of stuff that was laughable for a man as intelligent as the 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 owner of Ocean Game, and he rest in peace. And you know he was assuring him that none of this stuff was going to take place and stuff. But nevertheless, they didn't take the trip. But most of the people that told this guy in the past that all these components that he was mixing were not going to uh, be sustainable in the long run. And they got fire. At least one of them got fire from this company. The guy was actually right. Yep. He stood up to his boss and he was right, but he lost his job. But who knows if he would have said yes and be a yes man all the way through. He could have basically lost his life. So it's better just to lose your job than it is to lose your life. Well... I mean, sometimes, you know, they have the old saying that sometimes doing the right thing doesn't mean that's going to be the right thing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and unfortunately, that, that's, that's a sounds like a case to me of that. But, you know, the people involved with that whole Titan thing going to see the Titanic is, man, I mean, from what I've been reading, there were red flags all over the place as far as things that could go wrong with the submersible. Yeah. And I, and unfortunately, it did. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could be a case, too. I think people did may have said no or it's not ready. And the uh, the gentleman that was running it uh, just didn't want to hear it. He was going hell or high water. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, and that's another thing that they were that they were uh, the comment that he made. I know the guy is not I mean, he rests in peace. I know he's not a racist, but he didn't mean it the way he meant. He said it. But he said that he wasn't he wasn't interested in hiring a fifty one year old white males, you know, right? Basically making it look like they're boring or dull or somebody who who's not a pioneer who's going to take risks and chances. Do you know what the number one criteria that airlines are looking for when they hire pilots to fly their plane? They're looking for dull. They're looking for people that are not adventurous, that stick to the program, that stick to everything that they're going to be taught. Because the number one reason why planes sometimes um, have issues is something they have had issues that are fatal are man error. So I was reading about this a long time ago and I was surprised how they were looking for that. And, you know, like some, some guy made the analogy of what he was looking for. I forgot what coach it was. What he was looking for in a in a QB, right? That's right. And he was look, and he says, "I'm looking for the same thing that the airlines look for when they hire their pilots. I'm looking for somebody that's not a risk taker, that eats basically the playbook and sticks calm. to yeah, calm that sticks to what we're teaching them." And big, right. big shout out to the pilot. I don't know his name today. And Delta. Delta Airlines, the pilot that landed without uh, the front wheels, whatever they're called professionally or the the the, the, pro the proper terminology that is supposed to be used right. for them. Same the landing point. gear. Landing gear, yes. Landing front, landing gear, whatever. But the pilot landed here in, uh, in Douglas Airport in Charlotte without him, and he landed perfectly. And power to him, man. 
there's been lots of cool stories in the past about airline pilots doing some pretty amazing things. Yeah, starting with uh, that man that was played by, who played him? And was it... Um, Tom Hanks played Tom, Sully. Sully. Tom Hanks played Sully. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Sullenberger. He landed the plane in the, was it the... Uh, in the Hudson the, River. The Hudson River, yeah. Yeah, so it's not that the man was making the comment you know, as a racist thing, he just meant it like, you know, like he didn't want to hire some people that were sticking to the rules and stuff. He wanted to think, right. but when it comes to this kind of stuff, man, you can't think outside the box when it comes to this kind of shit. This shit is, you got to get it right all the way. Yeah. And this was a very intelligent man. Well, I know, but it seems like me too, that they were trying to cut corners and something like this. You can't cut corners. Yeah. You know, the, there was a, a retired Navy uh, admiral that uh, was... On uh, on the news this week, I'm uh -huh. talking about man, an old man, an old man that's been in, in the ocean his whole life. He said that he said that you know since he was uh, basically 19 years old, all the way till he got out, uh, till he got out of the navy, he probably spent if they add it up, it's probably like five years on land. Oh wow! Yeah, this guy was his whole life out there basically until he couldn't do it anymore. You know, at some point the U.S. government got cut you off based on your age. You know. But yeah. what he said, and this is a person that knows, and, you know, if the U.S. government ain't cutting corners like that when it comes to this shit, because they know what it takes to put that sub underwater and what's at stake. But what he says is that all those components that this guy mixed together were a recipe for disaster. Poly uh, fiberglass for that front, front uh, window. Yeah. And the other stuff that was surrounding the uh, the the... The, the submersible. Well, you, you know, know uh, you know, uh, director James Cameron, who, you know, directed the movie Titanic, I mean, he's taken numerous trips down to see the remains of the Titanic down at the bottom of the ocean, uh, something like 12 times. And he said in an interview recently that, uh, you know, in the, that submarine world, that's something, you know, something that uh, James Cam Cameron's heavily involved in, he said that little group of friends he's got there, I mean, nobody, everybody had worries about the Titan making this journey. He's, I mean, everybody just thought the worst. They thought that sooner or later they were going to expect the worst from this. Right. I mean, if yep. they were, if they were going to perish, I hate to say it, but like I said last week of the show, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did and that those human beings did not suffocate to death for four days down there waiting for somebody to get him out. Yeah, unfortunately, it seems like it ended, I mean, just just like that. Boom, done. Yeah, so. that's another thing. I've never been at the level of this people, you know, with stuff like that, but I never get myself anywhere unless I know how to get out. Well, I'll tell you what, you're not going to find my ass going to see the Titanic. That is for sure. I ain't doing it. If I if we ship in everybody here at Tales from the Abyss of uh, Arthur Siegler and uh, Rene Rico fork in a hundred thousand dollars each you wouldn't take the trip down fuck no no man, man. i'm good i'll watch i'll watch leo dicaprio freeze to death i never seen <laughs> i i never seen that movie i have never seen the, the movie i know how it ended and uh it ended with the same the same uh the same thing as this unfortunate journey ended somebody yeah. who wouldn't listen yeah because the uh the captain of the Titanic did not listen to the warnings of ice in the water. Yes. And this man did not listen to all the red flags of the things and, that, you know, and I know people are out there saying, well, you know, they're pioneers. They have to take chances. 
you know, their chances got a limit, man. It's one thing and is then, chances, and one thing is just going forward to commit suicide. And then the captain, you know, not only that, it was a moonless night, meaning there was no light whatsoever. So you you couldn't see any ice until you're right up on it. And because the water was actually calm because there was no moonlight, you couldn't see the water break at the base of the icebergs. So you basically are going full steam ahead uh, blind Jay, in a sense. Jay, had you ever been in the, uh, in the U.S. Uh, in the Eisenhower? I have not. Oh, okay. So you were not at a station of water ever? No, I, I mean, I mean, I went overseas, but that was all flight. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, uh, that was the, the Navy. Those Navy guys tell water stories a bit more than I could. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. My uncle used to be in the Navy. I'd probably ask him. Yeah, no, I mean, I was just wondering if you, you know, how you feel about it, you know, because these people were... They were out there for two weeks preparing for this, and it's unfortunate how it ended. But, you know, this was just a, another tragic example of why you should be able to tell your boss no. But unfortunately, the guy who told him no, you know, he got to walk away from his life with his life, but he lost his job. Well, you know what? I mean, what's more important, you know what I mean, <laughs> right now? Absolutely. But sometimes you got to tell your boss no. If my boss was to ask me tomorrow for something that can cost me my life, I'm going to tell him no. If somebody asks me to do something that costs me my life, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. No. And I mean, I don't care if you're my boss or not. Yeah, I mean, it's a big difference if somebody asks you to come into work on your day off. That's not costing you your life unless you get killed on the road on the way to work in a car. Now, accident. we may not want to work on that day because something <laughs> was previously planned. Yeah, old Linky is but, on vacation. Last year, I remember last year I had to work 4th of July. Was it last year yeah. I had to work 4th of July? No, last year I was at Papa Dog's in Lake Wiley. That's drinking right. Pacifico yeah. beers. The year before that, yeah, it was one year I had to work on 4th of July. I hated it. I had to work a wedding. It wasn't, uh. I was working for the July one time several years back when I used to work security. And, uh, yeah, I had to be there uh, 4th of July at 6 a.m. That was terrible. Man, and with that in mind, I would like to say a big shout out and a big thank you and an eternal being grateful for the brave men and women of the United States Armed Forces who happen to be serving overseas or abroad who happened to be working on the 4th of July. We are thinking about you and not only you, but the police officers, the fire department, the first responders, all the people that have to sacrifice such a day to be out there protecting us and serving this country. We'd like to say thank you on behalf of me and Jay. I know when it comes to that, we both think alike. Absolutely. And tell you what, the 4th of July, to be honest, is like now that I'm an adult and I've now realized that Christmas is a big ass money trap. <laughs> the Fourth of July is my favorite holiday. Man, I love it. I'll be in the yard. I'm not going out. There's too many crazy people. That's another thing. The statistics have grown to a height that are just horrendous. The people that are out there drunk and and driving around. Well, our neighborhood. We live in a little. Sub, we live in a subdivision, and they got they got a country club and that kind of crap. So they always do a big. Big, big fireworks Fire, show. Yeah, safer and better that way. Um, I'll be in my yard um, having a few cold ones, having some bourbon, some good bourbon, relaxing, cooking some famous plowed. wings. Huh? <laughs> I'm getting plowed. Oh, you are? Oh, Dave, look, I'm getting ready to have surgery, and I'm thinking this might be the last weekend or one of the last weekends I have to do anything. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, I'm having myself some fun. Yeah, no, I'm 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 down forty three pounds, and I'm I'm trying not to put them back on, but I hear you. it's gonna be an an interesting Fourth of July because last year it was it was I was out. Uh, this year I'm gonna stay home. So Jay, coming into yep. this uh, extraction too, you guys convinced me. You and Renny Rico were raving about this movie, uh-huh. so I had to go and get Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you broke down. I broke down, and I had to do it because well, Renny Rico also had me with this series, which in the past when I've had Netflix, I have never heard of, and I had never even seen, or maybe I came across and I wasn't interested. But he said uh, it was similar to the uh, to the Twilight Zone. It's an English series. It's called Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I think it's an English uh, series. I'm not absolutely sure. I haven't looked. I haven't it. watched it. I haven't watched it yet. But I was highly impressed with the two episodes that he recommended. And uh, yeah, man, a big shout out to Renny Rico. I don't know when he's putting out another show. I love the last one with the alien stuff. But yeah, talking about Extraction, Jay, if you can give us a little... Um, little recap of Extraction 1. I don't remember. Sure, sure. Uh, first off, I just want to put, say this. I know action movie fans love John Wick. And I, myself, do like the John Wick movies. But I'm telling you right now, this guy, Chris Hemsworth, playing uh, Tyler Rake in Extraction makes John Wick look like a Girl Scout selling cookies. Woo! And I'm not playing. I, I love these two movies. So, first movie, okay, real quick. Our lead character, like I said, Chris Hemsworth, Tyler Rake. He's basically a mercenary. He's a former soldier. He's uh, lost his family. Kind of living on the edge. Drinks a lot. Takes a lot of pain pills. That kind of thing. Like I said, on the edge, right? Think of Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon only on steroids. Yeah. So... Okay, so he gets this job through a friend, his uh, friend he has named Nick, that passes work his way. And he's got to go take back this little boy that was um, the son of a gangster. This little boy had been kidnapped, and uh, Tyler Rake is hired to go bring him back. Uh, That's the main plot of the story, but here's the thing. An extraction, he actually saves the boy fairly early in the movie. But, God, does this man go through hell? And I'll tell you what, Chris Hemsworth takes it on the chin. Somebody give this man the action hero badge because he deserves it. (laughs) Oh, God. But uh, anyway, you know, so, you know, Tyler Rake goes and saves his kid and tries to get him home. And in the meantime, Tyler Rake's being shot out. He's being he's being double crossed. Kind of the very end of the movie, he gets shot in the neck, uh, all kinds of things. But you know what? Main reason why I like Tyler Rake is because he gets wounded and he gets hurt and he shows it, but at the same time, you see it in his eyes. He's got to complete the mission, yeah. and that to me is awesome. So being no, I was being a, a Marine Corps vet, I love that aspect of it. That was a big nut to uh, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. Absolutely. Yep. So, so the first extraction, he you know he rescues the kid, gets him back safe, and at the end of the movie, after he gets shot in the neck, Tyler Rake, instead of dying, which he probably would have in real life, let's be honest, 
he uh, basically falls off a bridge and the movie ends. So at the end of the first Extraction movie, we really don't know what happened to him. But the action in the first movie is top-notch. There's a great chase scene that, is, that will rival anything you've ever seen um, as far as chase scenes go. And there's a, there's a bunch of them in Hollywood. So the extraction is filled with great action. The director, Sam Hargrave, did a wonderful job. If I had any gripe about it, it would be there in, in some scenes. I think it, the editing is a little too fast. And so if you suffer from motion sickness, you might want to take something before watching this movie. That's that but, was uh, uh, Jay, you hit the nail. Boy, you studied the shit out of this movie, Jay, because that was that was I didn't know how to word it as good as you. But that was the one thing that I noticed about the movie that that kind of threw me off a few times. Just how fast some of the scenes were. Yeah, I mean, you got to take a thing of drama. I mean, if you're motion sickness, I'm just saying. And it comes from uh, Sam Sam Hargrave, his uh you know, he's a stunt coordinator and a, he was a stuntman and all that. So maybe his vision when it comes to those fast action scenes, that's the way well, that, that he sees it and he feels it that way. That too. And uh, the Russo brothers, I think either wrote it or produced it. And they're, you know, they're best known for their work with, uh, with Marvel, Marvel making Aven uh, the Avengers and Captain America movies and that kind of thing. So yeah, which, uh, uh, they have a, they have, a, you know, obviously they've been working with Marvel, so they have like a big flashy style. Yeah, which, uh, um, to be honest with you, Sam Hargrave, he was at, uh, he was at Avengers Endgame. He played the Asgard truck driver, a new Asgard truck driver. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he also a ditch digger, and uh, I guess he appears in a lot of his movies. He was a ditch digger okay. in Extraction too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's basically Extraction One. I mean, I watched it when it first was released several years, a few years back, and loved it. And then once I saw that Extraction Two was coming out, I went back and rewatched it because it'd been a few years. Uh huh. And, and uh, yeah, I still love it to this day. And this is uh, based on a book. It's called Ciudad. Ciudad is a Spanish for for uh, a city. Okay. Here I am. I'm about to stumble in my words, and I actually speak Spanish. Uh, Joe Russo uh, wrote it, Jay. Gotcha. Jay, and the elephant in the room. We got to cover the elephant in the room. This is one of those uh, action movies that uh, has a meme to it that I just love the meme. And it has uh, that scene where uh, where Riggs, is, he takes cover behind a stair. In the train, uh -huh. where he's bringing it down. It's like, you know, a ladder. He took a, a stair, a ladder. He took cover behind a ladder. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was funny. It was funny just the way that, you know, we had never seen nothing like that in an action movie, especially when that helicopter had those jumbo bullets that looked like mini subs. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Extraction 2, the, the action, in my opinion, is not as grounded as the first one. Uh-huh. Uh, and this and this Extraction 2, the action is, I mean, it's got what I like to call sequel-itis. You take what worked before and make it bigger, badder, and better. And uh, it's kind of what they did with the action in Extraction 2, because the action set pieces are outstanding, especially the, uh, the breakout scene when he, when he goes to rescue his sister-in-law and, and, and her kids, uh -huh. that breakout scene is phenomenal. Phenomenal. That was, I mean, I was fast paced killings. Uh, I mean, I think it blood. lasted, 
I think it says one take scene that lasted 17 minutes. Damn, damn you did study it because that's what it la I didn't even research it. I just had that number in my mind because that's what I thought it lasted. Yeah. From the moment he that breaked in out of nowhere, he breaks into that jail. Yeah, man. Tyler raced back and he's, you know, he's ready. He's ready to go. And he was trying not to, uh, he was trying not to use his, uh, that, uh, rifle, that assault rifle he had on. And he was trying to get in there because he knew if any sound was going to be made, there's going to be all hell breaking loose. Yeah. And you know what, the, you know what that scene that him breaking in that prison kind of reminded me of? Um, that scene in Rambo 3 when Rambo breaks into the prison to break out Troutman. Yup. Yup. Because he's trying not to make any noise. And sure enough, he's got a, you know, somebody's weapon goes off and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And and the scene in the building at the end, man, when all that glass coming down. Yeah. The girl almost dying, but he still uses brains to defeat his... uh. His opponent. Yep. Also, the guy that they call the Iranian Hulk. He's in this. Oh, okay. The big monster. Yep. Can't miss him. Yeah, he's in this. So. And Idris Elba, which is a, a, a well-known actor, he's in this. I was surprised, you know, because he should have had a bigger role. But he appears as a... He was our version of Nick Fury on this one. And he's like Mr. Phelps and Mr. Impossible, you know, passing along the message. Yeah, but I think on the next one, because they're making part three, I think he'll have a bigger part in it. Well, I mean, you've seen both of them, right, Wayne? What did you think of the two extraction I hardly didn't remember the first one. I must have been during the pandemic, and uh, uh, you know that I, during a pandemic, let's be honest, I was not myself. I was more drunk than, than sober and stuff. I came to, ter <laughs> I came to terms with I my... Went, I wasn't far behind you, so... I came to terms with... No, I mean, you know, I had a very close friend die, and I wasn't doing very yeah, good. Right. Plus, I, I'm not a... I'm not, you know, I'm not... I'm, I'm made for this whole being at home for a few days, but I'm not made for the long run of it, you know? It's not... I feel you. Yeah, I'm an outside cat. Not a, an inside, not an indoors. Camp. So, so what do you think about extraction? Oh, I love it. I love part two. The only, the only thing that I that I would bring up, um, the only thing that I would bring up about it was that the the uh, the the some of the action scenes were way too fast. But the one, the, the scenes with the helicopter and the train were mind blowing good. Even though he did hit, he hit, he took cover behind a a, a ladder. But nevertheless, it was still good. Uh, and the scene at the building at the end were my favorites with the glass coming down and it oh, was yeah. tense. It was, it was just nasty. You know, they were putting this, this badasses, the, 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 I guess this is a make-believe country, right? They're not, they don't necessarily mention what country this is, right? Well, when they, once they do the breakout and they get away, um, they go to Austria. They go to Austria. So it's a country somewhere near Austria. Right. Okay. Yeah, because some they don't. Do I tell you what, I like the ending too, where Tyler Rake straight up pulls the John Matrix from Commando and decides to just show up by himself and blow everybody away. Everybody. He just opens that sucker and it was let the good times roll. Oh, yeah. The guy's like, you don't want to negotiate. And he goes, no, I'm not coming to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> 70 Here I come. 76 percent in Rotten Tomato. No, they we need more movies like this. I mean, we don't we don't get movies like this all the time. You know, they said well, that it was. You no, know, there's something I was going to ask you. You saw the Flash, right? 
Ah, ah, uh, yeah. I was, I was, I was talking to Renny Rico about it. Yeah. And he says that maybe you know a lot of the the publicity that this movie and all the baggage that this movie was carrying might have had something to do with the um, with how bad it has performed in the uh, in the box office because I truly enjoy that movie so. But apparently, well, you see, I've been conflicted about seeing it because I've heard from people that it was pretty good, and then I heard from other people that Michael Keaton was the only good part in it, and then I heard from other people that the whole movie just sucked and this, the CGI was terrible. Mm, I wouldn't say that. I thought uh, what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm still going to watch it. Trust me. But what I was going to ask you is. Because now it's looking like the new Indiana Jones movie might bomb too. Well, and that, that, I, I was, and you remember it was this time last year we were riding on that high of Top Gun Maverick, and oh, the, you know we're like, you know, the movie theater system is back and blockbusters are here, but wow, blockbusters this year have failed miserably. Do you think that the day of the Hollywood blockbuster is done? No. No, no, no. They no? they just haven't. No, 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 no. I thought. I I trust me. We still have uh, the upcoming Mission Impossible, and maybe it's one of those I things where the only yeah the only guy that I can think, bring him in is uh, is Tom Cruise. I don't know. I mean, I was just thinking about it because after Top Gun Maverick, not long after that was released the uh, the latest the Jurassic World Dominion, and they brought back a lot of the original people from Jurassic Park and the movie bombed and not only did it bomb, but it sucked. It was terrible. That way then, you know, that had something to do with it. The fact that it sucked, it's not, they didn't have any yeah. substance to it. It was not special. It was not, you know, but then, you know, this past, past month, the new Transformers came out, Rise of the Beast, and it's done fairly well, but as it it's not doing near the numbers, the Michael Bay films did. No, it hasn't done what they expected, but I've heard that it's not that bad. I, I still want to see it. I, just I, I want to see it. I want to see it. I almost start watching it one 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 day. I almost go and watch it, and then something happened when I got distracted. I, but, uh, I don't. It just kind of seems like a lot of the big time movies here uh, as of late, except for Top Gun Maverick. Um, they have you know the best movies of the year. They haven't been any kind of blockbusters. You know what I mean? No, I, mean I mean everything indicates, every single thing indicates that uh, the new Indiana Jones is going to be a terrible movie. Every single well, thing indicates that. I never liked it after after uh, after Temple of what was it? Temple of Doom was the the Chris, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple and Temple of Doom, right? Yeah, Temple of Doom, then Last Crusade, and then the Crystal Skull. Oh uh, yeah! After after Temple of Doom, I was done with them. I, I never liked none of the other ones. I I mean, I had some moments that were exciting that you were expecting something nice, and it never materialized. So, you know, and I think this one is going to be more of the same. And I don't know, man. You either got to put Pedro Pascual on every single movie out there, or you got to put Tom Cruise. I think Tom Cruise is gonna is gonna blow people out of the water with this uh, upcoming. Uh, Mission Impossible because the people are anticipating uh, this one, but I'm well, Top Cruise is still riding high off the Top Gun Maverick as well. So. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, the people are going to want to see him again. 
Yeah, and you know, Americans really don't like this. You know, that Hollywood's got their thing wrong, man, where they believe that a lot of people, you know, they put uh, a lot of these movies over the years have been put in the country down and you know the, you know they haven't been very kind to the uh to their land and you know it shows in the uh in the tickets you know a lot of this and a lot of these actors with their opinions you know and they're entitled to their opinion we live in a free country but it has harmed them yeah i think the rock has done a lot of harm to himself with all the uh the well i mean talk. You got to think, too, talking about blockbusters and The Rock. I mean, The Rock was just in the DC movie Black Adam that bombed. And I, know, I, I the, liked the, it, but it bombed. Yeah, The Flash is bombing. And now, really, all hopes of all the DC fan base, all their hopes and dreams are on the shoulders of James Gunn. And the new Superman. At which they had just announced, I believe it was yesterday, they had just announced the new Superman and Lois Lane for the new Superman movie. Yeah, people are already giving him a hard time saying that he's not muscular yeah. enough. <laughs> Anybody who's ever cast in anything nowadays gets a hard time, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. That I, It got me thinking about, you know, the flash bombing, you know, even the latest Fast and Furious isn't doing the numbers that other movie did, other movies did. Um you know, there were several bombs that earlier this year that were big budget, like Air. Air was only in theaters for like two or three weeks before it went to Amazon Prime. Air. And oh, yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Air was a feel-good movie. I don't see how... Uh, uh. But the budget for it was almost $100 million. Oh, yeah. They had some top actors in there. So, you know, so that went and that didn't... That's a bomb. The movie 65 that we covered earlier this year with Adam Driver, it was Ugh. a bomb. It oh. didn't. Yeah, that was a, but it wasn't that good. 65 could have been better. It reminded me of the show The Last of Us, which was actually on air at the time that came out. Yeah, you know, 65 should have been in one of those exclusive streaming movies. But my, my point being is you're talking about Extraction 2 is a is a really good movie and how we need more movies like that and I agree I mean extraction should be on the big screen yeah extraction should definitely be on the big screen now I mean there's talk that they're gonna be releasing a new uh, prey prey part two only on Hulu or what no they're going movie theater with this they ain't stupid the next well, they time just, around huh they just they just announced too that Terrifier 3 is going to have a bigger budget and it's going to have a wide release theatrically. Oh, yeah. No, they know. That's the new Boogeyman, man. I told you that two years ago. This is, this is, uh, our okay. clown is the new. I, I was on board before you did. You, but once you, once you took a look at part two, you were like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Part two. Hey, our, our friend he hadn't been on the show in a while. Our friend Sid Hinson, I still talk to him from time to time. And I got him to watch the Terrifier movies. And he was like, yo, man. Art is brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's I mean that's the new boogeyman out there. With with uh with uh, uh so, but, Jason Voorhees on the shelf and what they did to our boy Michael Myers. Yeah, this guy is it. I mean they're gonna do some Leprechaun one. Leprechaun has a good following, believe it or not. I only remember seeing the first one. Back people, in the day. People flock to the movie theater. They're gonna they're gonna revamp Leprechaun and put it out there. But yeah, Leprechaun has a good, strong following. Yeah. I remember sneaking into the movie theater to see it. To see Leprechaun? Yeah, it was rated R, and I think I was like twelve or thirteen at the time it came out. The last movie that I sneaked in to see, that was some stupid of me. 
Uh, what's the Snoopy movie? <laughs> but the Peanuts movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Peanut movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All there, right. There was so many. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you're digging down deep to go see that movie. Well, I was watching something else. I don't know what I was watching. And then I walk in there and, and uh, sneak in to watch that. And it was full of kids. I was like, you know, now that I think I remember, it, I remember sneaking into the movies once and going to see Rumble in the Bronx. Did you sneak in to see that? Yeah, because it's rated R. Wow. And so we told, I think, yeah, we told, we bought tickets to go see the Chris Farley movie Black Sheep. But we ended up going to watch Rumble in the Bronx. Wow. Oh, so you actually didn't really sneak in. You had a ticket. Yeah, I just didn't go in the right movie. I mean, all you got to do is sneak through the bathroom, come out the other side. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's delightful. So, Jay, the, uh, the, uh, the, are any picks coming lately, or are you done doing picks for the moment being? Um, I'm going to do a show uh, this Friday. This Friday. Oh, that's right. There was and one last Friday. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We picked six baseball games last Friday and went four and two, so that's awesome. And that, that's what we're going to do from now on is we're going to stick with six baseball every week until football starts, and then we'll go back to eight. I didn't want to choose eight baseball games in one night because that's a lot to win in one night. Yeah. Hey, I would like to say also uh, um, rest in peace to the great Julian Sands. He was on Warlock, and he passed away at the age of 65. Oh yes, Warlock! What an underrated movie. Yeah, you know he was uh, hiking or something, and and uh, they found his body recently. He's been missing for six months. Wow! Rest in peace, man. Yeah, you know, some I don't know what happened that we forgot to mention it. Um, oh, I forgot to mention it last week, but definitely. That's How about a, the, oh, I gotta I gotta make a shout out real quick, our boy to our guy from the uh, Western Civ from the Abyss, Arthur Ziegler. His team, the LSU Tigers, just won the College World Series. That was exciting. I watched a few of the games. Was that? It was an was exciting that? series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we watched the game together uh, Sunday, but they ended up winning it, so congrats to them. And, folks, we're in the midst of nothing but baseball, but football will be here soon. Yep. You got them LSU Tigers. Uh, boy, Alabama's got a rough schedule this year. Alabama doesn't have a quarterback yet. Oh, man. Oh, man. Them Georgia Bulldogs are going to repeat. Is, yeah, because look at their schedule. What? They play the Sisters of the Poor. Man, what happened to this country, Jay? Well, starting in 2024, the SPC is growing by two schools by gaining Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma and Texas. And, yeah. It gets a little and bit. There's out. not going to be, and there's not going to be divisions anymore in the SEC. Yeah. Every team's going to play an eight game conference, conference schedule at the end of the year. And at the end of the year, it depends on how well you do in your conference. I mean, it's going to be hard. Yeah. No, but they need to make it like that way, man. That way you can get a better, better matchup. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's just, I mean, I don't know. Like, Georgia's I mean, Georgia, good. Georgia might three-peat this year. I hate to say it, but I, I think, think they might. They might, they might, because they're going to eat eight little school, or maybe seven, and then Georgia Tech, and uh, who else do they play? They play some. Auburn. Auburn, yeah, those are the only two strong teams that may take them out. 
I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, Tennessee, maybe. 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 Tennessee's knocking on that door, but I don't think so. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we may get Georgia again. Unless Ohio comes out of nowhere and puts everybody on notice this year. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. But the new Superman is basically uh, David Cornsweat. And he um, he's 29 years old. Um, they're saying that he's not big enough. Well, they need to give him some supplements and stuff. He does look oh. like Clark Kent. I mean, he, he has the look. Well, you can't go against casting with something like this, man. I mean, they were trying to put down Michael Keaton back in the day, and now he's considered a legend. Oh, man, I hope this Superman movie turns out to be good, because if not, I think DC Studios is about to go. They're about, they're going to need uh, Batman to save them. Uh, you think so? That's, that's what's been saving them all these years, you know? Batman movies. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, Superman, I, I don't care what people say. I liked Man of Steel. Oh, I, I like mean, it, I, too. You know, and I thought Henry Cavill was a very good Superman. He was. He was. I really, it was just a shame that his whole, that whole Superman verse, the Snyder verse, got all screwed up. And, and uh, all of a sudden you had, you know, too many, too many hands trying to stir the pot. And then all of a sudden you got nothing but shit. And it's shit that's still being released because they have to. Yeah. You know who else I like to give a big shout out to? Uh Christian Bale for turning down that role in The Flash. Yeah, good on you. I mean, not that The Flash, again, The Flash is a very good movie. I highly enjoy and I highly recommend The Flash. The Flash is worth the trip to the movie theater. But right. for me, those three Batman movies are so uh, somewhat sacred. I'm glad he didn't. Even though, you know, they had some other surprises on that Superman movie that have upset some people, but they were so well done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Dark Knight trilogy is outstanding. Yeah. So maybe he couldn't have. Maybe they. they he. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't have messed it up. They should have. They should have still gotten somebody from that trilogy. They should have gotten Gary Oldman and Liam Neeson or Michael Caine. Uh, well, word on the street is that Warner Brothers gave director Christopher Nolan a seven-figure check to come back to Warner Brothers and possibly direct some more Batman movies. What he said, no. Uh, I don't know. I'm just saying that's what, from what I read, that's what was offered. Man, I hope he comes <coughs> back and does another trilogy. I'd love to see Christian Bale back. Oh, I don't think Christian Bale will ever come back, but because he's kind of an ass, but um, or a difficult <laughs> person, or maybe he's so talented that he's difficult, you know. But he's very talented. But I don't oh, think yeah. he'll ever reprise that role again. But definitely. Uh, Nolan, yeah, Nolan could could come back and get that money and and direct three more masterpieces. And what about Chris Hemsworth from here on, man? He he is one hell of an action hero. Oh yeah, no, he needs to do the. Uh, if they ever want to do another version of the uh, missing in action, this dude is it. Yeah, man. I mean, it, but you know what? These action movies like the John Wicks and the Extractions and, you know, um, you can probably throw in, you know, Gerard Butler's House Fallen series. You get a lot, of, but especially in Extraction 2, it reminds me a lot of the Raid Redemption 
a movie that came out what 13 years ago now. oh no all those american action movies of today that are coming out here in america they're all or maybe that was europe i don't know which one is the, the extraction was a european movie or american movie we were just that was an american movie yeah it was just okay. these, yeah but even, and even in the horror you're all getting that uh indonesia yeah you're getting all you're getting a lot of that indonesian uh, uh influence in there a lot of it just like those uh bhs movies Yeah. Well, even the last one had a uh, had a lot of uh, the Indonesian directors, or at least two of them, working on it. Well, all the action movies today that you know made in the states, I mean, they they need to tip their hat to. They really need to um, to, to the raid and the director. I think it's like Gareth Edwards, I believe. Yeah. Now this one was uh, this one was highly influenced by that. Yeah. Just like especially just, the whole building part, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, just like Hainsworth is influenced by uh by uh Bruce Willis and Die Hard, you know, would you notice, you know, that he bleeds and because that's that's that was the one thing that was always noted about Bruce Willis in this Die Hard movies that he could take a hit and he was yeah blood everywhere and a lot of the other ones, you know, I don't think we ever witnessed uh well maybe in Predator we witnessed uh Arnold Schwarzenegger bleed. He might have had yeah. a cut in his lip when he covered himself. In a blood. little bit. Yeah. And uh, hey, Van Damme bled at the end of Sudden Death. Yeah, he sure did. He sure did. But I don't think we. I don't think uh, Riggs ever did on Lethal Weapon or. Well, no, no. Riggs got shot the shit at the end of Lethal Weapon too. Okay, so he ble he bled. Yeah, he bled quite a bit in the second one. Man, Now, the third guys. one, he gets he takes some pounding and he doesn't bleed hardly at all. The first two, man, they were so good. Those are. Oh, uh, the first one is is a god given classic. Oh, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah, we've had many discussions. <laughs> hey, I just bring it up because I'm about to put the Christmas tree after the Fourth of July. I know the Fourth coming, Christmas time at least. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I'm trying to cut away, man. I got to bypass Thanksgiving and uh, Halloween. Yeah, oh man, Halloween, another favorite holiday. Love Halloween. Man, another favorite holiday. This year we don't have we don't have a big horror movie on Halloween to look forward to. Unless somebody there's surprises. A new song, I think I think there's a new soul movie. Well, maybe that'll give us something to talk about. Maybe that'll give us something. I like going to the movies on a cold October man. night and enjoying a, a, a badass uh badass uh horror movie. But you know, to the last few years, you know that we had we had that excitement of uh, Halloween ends before they shit on us. Um, But we got terrified too. Yeah, we got terrified too last year. Man. We oh man, we were spoiled last year. It was like yeah, it's like. I mean, and we've had some good <sighs> horror films this year: Scream Six, Evil Dead Rise. Oh, definitely. At the end of the year, man, it's gonna be hard. At the end of the year, we wouldn't be surprised. At the end of the year, the number one movie is Sisu. Or Joe yeah, I said, so far that's been my number one movie this year, and uh, number two, I probably, I probably have uh, Extraction two, and then number three right now, I probably have John Wick four. Have you seen John Wick four? I have. You have seen it? Okay. I have seen it. Okay. Yep. You are not highly impressed. I, I like it a lot, but here's the thing: it's I thought the movie was too long. It was. It was long. I mean, then I look at the runtime, and it's like two hours and 46 minutes. And not that I don't mind, but I think the first movie only ran an hour and 50 minutes. So 
the third movie, I mean, the fourth movie runs almost an hour longer than the original. Um, it's just, it can be a little too much, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Everybody said that about it, but the action, I don't know. I loved it. Um, I'm thinking part five because they have already decided on all this. I think part five is going to be a, a prequel. Well, in July, they have the Continental series coming out, which oh. is a prequel to John Wick. Is that on Peacock? It is, and it stars Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's going to be in it? I can't wait. Yeah, he's like one of the main characters. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I, yeah. And uh, oh, if you haven't seen it yet, Schwarzenegger's new series, Bar was pretty good. I liked it. Oh, he was on the cover of my Men's Health magazine that just arrived yesterday. I was like, when I, when I look at it, I was like, this looks like Arnold. And then I look I was like, wow, okay. I know Netflix got a documentary on him. Yeah, I watched it. It's good. Okay, and Fubar. I got to check Fubar out. Is that any good? I like it. It's, it's kind of like a modern day true. True lies. The movie he did with Jamie Lee Curtis where he's the spy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Fubar is like a mod. It's like a. It's kind of like that. And only. Jay's having microphone problems. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> hey, you there? Uh, I can hear you. Uh, you got yeah, me? Yeah, extraction two, I give it three three popcorn emojis. I give it four. Four popcorn emojis, that's good. That's that's honest. I mean, you really like it. I, I really it. like it, but I, I usually don't. Sisu gets uh, five popcorn emojis. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, that thing is so good. Man. Yeah, me too. As a matter of fact, I may try to watch that again. Yeah, that's that's worth another watch, you know. Hell, I give three popcorn emojis to, uh, did I? I don't know how many I give it, but I believe I did. Might have been I gave it to the uh, Fast X because I really, it movie really entertained me in the movie theater. I was really excited watching that. Yeah, I liked it. It's, you know, I, I give, uh, I give Fast X three. Yeah, yeah. I give it a solid three. I give uh, Extraction two, four, Zizu five. Um, Evil Dead Rise, I give four. Yeah. Uh, Scream Six, I give three. Wow, Scream Three, six. I give it. I give it. Um, I give it four. I just didn't like the ending that much. Now the ending, we saw it coming. Yeah, that was easy. It wasn't that hard to figure out the ending yeah, of this one. But I was, I was very happy with uh with that scream. I really enjoyed it. Watching it in a movie theater. Man, there's something special about watching a good horror movie. What about, what about, uh, what about Renfield? Renfield was entertaining, but nothing that I, that at the end of the year, I'm like, man, I can't believe yeah. Renfield was that good. Hey, another yeah. thing that I want to bring up, um, big shout out to Charlotte's oldest restaurant that from 1926 till to, uh, 2023, uh, served the, uh, the Queen City is called Green's Lunch. It's a small little lunch place, all school place with menu items that are inexpensive hot dogs, hamburgers, shop salad, you all school place. Gotcha. 97 years, man. It finally it came to an end today. Wow, wow, what a run. What a run, man. Those places are disappearing and you know what's replacing them is just pure crap in some some cases in some cases right. not all the time but you know we got some good places to eat but I, 
I just wanted to say big shout out to uh big shout out to uh to uh to the people at Greens because they did uh they did a good job for ninety six years. When I first moved here, I ain't had a dollar to my name, man, and I was I was there while well, I was job hunting. I was there getting a getting a two dollar and forty cents hot dogs. That's all a very aggressive job hunting link had to eat. I hear you, man. Well, power, you know, power to them, man. And, you know, 97 years, I have a place around. That's definitely a staple of the city. Oh, yeah. You got places like that over there? What's that? Uh, you, you got, uh, you got, uh, you got places like that in Atlanta? Uh, a place called the Varsity that's, like well known for their hot dogs. Oh, okay. okay. But it hasn't closed down. I mean, it's still really popular. It's right near the Georgia Tech campus. Oh, okay. So, but that's probably a, a big one that's still around. Yeah. Still around. Yeah, those old places like that, man. And they got and the, the oldest the uh, man the the griddle the old uh, old the the oldest the griddle is the older the griddle is the better the burgers and the hot dog taste. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You got a name for your grill, Jay? I call mine Cold Rebel Point Two. Cold Rebel Point One <laughs> died in, in the trip from South Carolina to North Carolina. In the uh, uh, well, now I just got. I have a green egg. And oh, that's I, right. That's right. Jay is like the people that got a Tesla. They're special. But I just named my smoker Old Smoky because. Old Smokey. Okay. <laughs> I use it so much. It always seems like smoke's coming out the backyard. <laughs> oh, folks, there you have it. Jay, any any parting uh, words so we can wrap it up? I can't believe we did an hour. Yeah. Oh, sorry about the mic troubles. I don't know what's going on there. But, uh, yeah, just, hey, Extraction 2, if you haven't seen it, it's a action-packed thrill ride, as they say. Uh, but I do recommend the first one as well. I mean, last week I went back and watched them back to back. So I had me a little Chris Hemsworth extraction double feature and it works. Yeah, so, the best thing to do is watch the first one sober. That way you remember watching the damn thing. There you go. Yeah, don't <laughs> be like Link. It's <laughs> <laughs> a word to the wise. I was going to hey, by, uh, by the way, I haven't heard anything new, but I heard, I don't guess old Butcher's having any more trouble with Debashi Market. So good on him. Yeah, big shout out to our boy because he, uh, yeah, he's working a lot. That much I do know. He doesn't have a life like he usually uh, at one point did. I mean, he's trying to get his studio going so he can record his podcast again. And we hope he does, but. Absolutely. To, to the best of my knowledge, yeah, we, you know, once he sent a message and more, more businesses, and I don't have enough time to talk about this, but man, and some of the videos that I have seen in in uh, San Francisco with all the stores that are moving, yeah. Oh my God, that thing is ridiculous. You could basically got a mini RV coming and sacking these people. It's like modern day pirates. Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, power to the people. If it feels good, do it. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! You couldn't get me to live in a place like that. Golly, that's I don't know, man. Ugh. So for the great Jay Lenderman, I am Link. Letting everybody know, have a safe and wonderful Fourth of July. We'll see you next week for another exciting episode of Tales from the Abyss. Stay safe out there, America. Real safe too. <laughs>